I think the biggest trend is the move towards cities for millennials is almost a final place where they want to have families. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of the ultimate guide to out-of-state real estate investing at noradarealestate.com slash guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com slash guide. Do you know how you can benefit from crowdfunding? If you haven't checked out our special series, Best Crowdfunding Crash Course Ever, presented by Patch of Land, then you need to. It's episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, because you'll hear from the industry's leading crowdfunding experts on how you can benefit by getting involved, whether it's getting access to funds for your deal or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Matt Britton. Hi, Matt. Hey, how are you? Doing well, and thank you for joining us. Matt's joining us from New York City, New York, where he is the founder and CEO of MRY, which is a social media and youth marketing agency. And I know that agency really well because I used to work there. Uh, Matt actually hired me back in 2006, so we've known each other for almost 10 years now. Matt grew MRY from a one-man startup to a company with over 600 employees now worldwide. MRY has been named Social Media Agency of the Year by Mashable and one of the top 10 most innovative companies in the world by Fast Company. And why we wanted to have a conversation today with Matt is because he just released, last Monday actually, just released Youth Nation. It's a book he authored and it's about building remarkable brands in a youth-driven culture. And today what we're going to talk about is why it's so incredibly important to know what the heck me these millennials are thinking um, so that we can be one step ahead of them, um, both from a real estate investing standpoint for what they look for in properties and then also where the heck they're moving to uh, so that we, we can kind of predict and anticipate their actions and inve- invest in court accordingly. So with that being said, Matt, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. Well, I got my background is in marketing and advertising, specifically catered towards uh, the youth of America. I started um, by helping brands target um, students on college campuses, um, then high schools. Then Facebook kind of took off as this movement and was first adopted by college students. And over time, my expertise broadened and my agency's expertise broadened beyond just reaching the youth demographic, but more specifically leveraging social media and new technologies to reach college students. So um, Youth Nation, the book came about as I thought it was really important for a wider audience to really understand the impact that youth culture has, um, not just on, um, you know, marketing and advertising, but on the entire business uh, landscape. What's the impact the youth culture has on the business landscape? Well, I mean, the trends that, that young people adopt 
are now trends that are being adopted more broadly um, by every every demographic. So whether it's the trend towards experiences over physical stuff, something I call the status update over status symbol, or the, or the sharing economy where where people are more gravitating towards um, the purchase uh, the, towards the rental of physical items over the purchase of physical items. These are trends that first started and emerged within the youth marketplace, but now are trends that are rippling to every corner and section of the economy. Um, so the biggest difference is that you know the the big business disruptions and trends used to start in the boardrooms, but now they're actually forming on the sidewalks. Um, they're new. They're trends that are emerging from the youth of America, and then sooner or later, because of technology, because of how fast ideas spread, are impacting the largest and most formidable institutions. What are some trends that you've seen that could have an effect on real estate investors? Well, I think the biggest the biggest trend is um, the 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 move towards um, cities for millennials is almost a final place where they want to have families. You know, the, the the vision of the American dream, which is you know go to college, move to a city, start a family, and then you know move out to the suburbs where you can have a big house and a two car garage and white picket fence. That's really changing. Millennials now envision a life for themselves where they're actually staying in cities. Cities are becoming safer places for younger people to live. The schools are getting better. And most importantly, um, the technology now is enabling people who live in cities to live lives easier. You know, you, you no longer need a car in a city. You can use Uber. You no longer need to um, drag um, stuff everywhere back to your apartment. There's tools like Postmates that gets products delivered to you within an hour. So it's easier to live in cities. And it's also easier to have a very enviable income and career in cities because there's all these tools where you can become a freelancer and sell your services on a peer-to-peer basis using technology. And that obviously is driving up the cost of cities dramatically and driving a lot of gentrification in major cities around the country. Is there a particular region that that's the case for or is it nationwide? It's really the coastal cities. It's it's basically what's happening in the country in the country right now in the United States is massive wealth disparity. Um, the, for the first time since the 1920s, 0.1% of the population is going to control nearly 25% of the wealth. And that 0.1% is largely compromised of people who understand the modern technologies and innovations that are disrupting industries. It's creating massive wealth. And that wealth is really shifting to the coast. So we're seeing wealth creation and 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 the millennial drive towards the cities really happen in coastal cities like New York, um, Boston, Washington, D.C., Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles. Those are the areas where we're seeing, you know, massive wealth creation and um, massive gentrification of the of the cities expanding outward. Now, to a lesser degree, you're seeing it in the Midwest and cities that are trying to reinvent themselves, like areas like Detroit and St. Louis and Cincinnati, but they're still a long way away and those real estate markets are, are nowhere near as vibrant as they are on the coast. I was reading an article actually today where millennials are, the article said millennials are waiting to be married later in life and because of the home prices being increased as they are across the board, they are renting more often than not. So have, have you seen either of those trends through your research? Yes. I mean, millennials are getting later uh, married later in life. And I have a stat in the book that in 1968, it was something like 68% of, of people were living on their own married by the age of 30. And now that's dropped to like 22%. So people are getting married later in life because the notion of becoming an entrepreneur has become democratized. Travel has become cheaper. There's more exposure to other people and other events and people are getting married later. And and because of that, that's another reason why they're staying in cities um, later in their lives. And, and, they're, and they're postponing having children as well. Based on your experience with millennials, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors? 
in terms of being an owner of a property and trying to monetize your property or trying to sell? Yes. I mean, I think it's to speak and interact with millennials in a way that fits with their lifestyle. So what does that mean? It means if you're going to transact with them, whether it's collecting rent or collecting expenses, allow them to easily do so um, over a mobile device. If you, if you want, if, in terms of how they communicate with you, make it easy for them to use tools like Twitter or Yammer to, to communicate with you. Um, create open forums where, where residents of a community can share concerns where other people can build. So make your communities social. Basically, try to transform the way that you interact with your tenants um, towards the principles of how they're already consuming content to make it easier and, and really um, better for them to live at your residence. You mentioned make it easier for them and create an, an open forum for them, You know, create that sense of community. Is, are there other aspects to interacting and speaking with them so that meets their lifestyle that you've come across? I think that obviously they're about instant gratification. So they want to know that they're, so if they have a request, make sure that, that you can, in a way, instantly acknowledge that their request is being um, acted on. Make sure they have a way to track any requests that they have um, in real time. Gamification is hugely popular because this is a generation that grew up attached to their mobile phones and I'm obsessed with gaming. So can you add a layer of gamification to the experience where they earn points by paying rent on time and those points then can be used towards a certain perk or something of that nature? Um, that's another thing that I would definitely embrace. I know you invest in startups as a venture capitalist as well. And having the, yeah, I haven't, I actually haven't seen a program that from a management standpoint that has the ease of use, the community aspect, the instant gratification, especially the gamification. Have you come across that as an investor? I haven't heard of one because I, I don't practice in this space, but it sounds like a great opportunity. Um, actually, maybe it's something that we should uh, try to get going. In terms of the creating community aspect, what do we have to think about? Because I know you know they're they're already you know a member of many different communities. I imagine from Facebook to to Twitter to LinkedIn. In, in terms of just make, making it easy for them to interact with you. Yep, there are tools where it's one click login. For you can use things like tools like Facebook and Twitter logins, where they don't need to create a new username and password to be able to access your platform, where they can just use an existing login. Again, it's all about ease of use and connectivity. You ready for the best ever lightning round, Matt? Let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever sponsors. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it, and now it's time to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D dot com forward slash best ever. Okay, Matt, best ever book you've read. Best ever book I read is Permission Marketing by Seth Godin. Why is that the best ever? It really redefined at a very impressionable point in my life what marketing should mean, um, how the importance of one-to-one -one marketing, the importance of not disrupting your consumer, but but earning your way into their mind share by providing value and set the stage for what really is social media marketing today. Best ever listeners, I know you love audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. I think the best ever personal growth experience I ever learned was when I, we didn't have enough cash in the bank to make payroll during the financial collapse of 2008 to pay the 40, 40 or so employees at the company. So I had to use my personal American Express card to actually make payroll. Um, I think what I learned from it is you need to have faith in the future that there's going to be um, there's going to be down times, and w during those down times, you need to invest in yourself. 
um, to pull yourself through. I mean, I could have shut down the company during that time. Thankfully, I didn't. Thankfully, I pulled through and I, I and I put my money where my mouth was, and we got out of it. And obviously, it worked out well on the other side. Best ever success habit you practice. The best success habit um, I practice is I have a network of about 20 people um, across various industries that are hugely important to me, whether that they that they're highly connected in their specific industry, that they provide advice or by the fact that their mere presence motivates me. And I make sure that every quarter I'm having a meaningful experience with each of those 20 people at least once. What's the best ever way to create a loyal, raving fan engaged community. Figure out what that one point is where you can provide tremendous value to your audience. So so what is the unmet need of your audience and where can your kind of community or offering deliver that unmet need and just do so ruthlessly in a way that nobody else can. But be but be relentlessly focused on delivering that one thing and make sure that you're getting the word out to the influencers and advocates within that space and then the community will follow and they will talk about it and spread and your community will grow. I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask anyway. What's the best ever project you're most excited about right now? I mean, I'm excited about a lot of projects, but obviously my book, <laughs> which is probably what you thought I'd answer, um, Youth Nation, which is coming out um, actually on Monday, 420. It's been a great experience putting the book together and talking about it at universities and companies across the country. And I'm excited for everybody um, to take a look at what I had to say. Best ever way you love to give back? I love to give back by supporting people who have helped me at various points throughout my career. So there's several people that have come in and out of my life that have worked at my companies and and have left. And when they leave, there's something that they want to start and get going. And if I can help them in any way, because they helped me in my career, I love giving back in that capacity. Best ever quote. I love the quote, done is better than perfect. Because I think so many people wait until something, a project or, or a piece of art or work is perfect before they launch it out in the real world. And because of that, by the time they get it out, it's often too late. So I think the notion of just getting something out there, not waiting for it to be perfect, but just, just putting it out there and seeing what happens is a great way of going about you know, personal growth and building things. Are you able to apply that whenever you're writing a book? I think that the done is better than perfect methodology in writing a book. More has to go towards the actual framework of your thinking. Um, when I was writing Youth Nation, I, I took a very broad concept that youth culture is driving the American business landscape and broke it down into specific um, individual thought buckets. But I could have kept focusing on those thought buckets and kind of went through analysis paralysis, where at a certain point I had to be comfortable and content with the broader thought buckets and then just dive into them. Um, I think that when you're writing a book, you do need to make sure that obviously it's grammatically correct and it reads well. And in that regards, you might need to be a little bit more uh, meticulous about the work that you put out. What's the biggest mistake you've made in business? I think the biggest mistake um, I've made in business is looking in the rearview mirror too much. I think that you never get benefit by, by fixating and focusing on what you could have done or should have done. I think you need to be really present um, in, in where things are right now and having an eye towards the future. But, but, but you know, regret and, and focusing too much. You know, it's good to learn at a cursory basis on what you may have done right or wrong, but then you need to pick up the pieces and move on. And I think I've spent, in some instances, too much time just looking too much in the rearview mirror. And Matt, what's the best ever place to reach you? Twitter, at Matty B. And where can everybody get your book, Youth Nation? Go to youthnation.net. And there's a variety of places um, where you can purchase it from if you go to that site. 
Matt, thank you so much for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and talking about millennials, where they're moving to and what they want when they get there. You know, you'd mentioned coastal cities being a big target uh, for millennials with them wanting and, and actually doing the move to city life. And then, you know, them getting married later in life, which would is great for us as investors because, you know, with them getting married later, that means they're going to be renting more. And then also talking through how we speak and interact, as you mentioned, we need to speak and interact with millennials that meets their lifestyle. So let's meet their needs. And four of the things that you mentioned, one is ease of use. Two is creating a community, so having some sort of open forum, addressing their needs as quickly as possible, so instant gratification, and then gamification. So if we can add a gaming component to it all, perhaps it's points with paid rent, and then those points can be redeemed for. It doesn't even necessarily have to be monetary things. It could be certain privileges. Maybe it's a parking spot that's that's kind of an ideal spot and, and closer to you know somebody's apartment if it's an apartment community example. So you know what we've we've known each other for you know ten years now since around 2006 and um, or almost ten years and I'm so grateful that you came on the show, shared your best ever advice about millennials. And is there anything else that we haven't talked talked about that you want to mention? No, I, I just want to congratulate you on all your success. It's been amazing to see the growth of this podcast and, and your personal journey, and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it, and I look forward to seeing what you do um, with the podcast and your career in the future. Thanks, Joe. Talk soon. Take care. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.